Hey, and welcome to Vibing with Vi, with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. Hi, Vibers. Today we are joined with a very special guest. She was born in Yugoslavia, grew up in Calgary. The most influential person in her life is her mother, and she would love to be a doula. Please give a warm welcome to Sonia Sarway. Sonia Sarway. (laughs) Honestly, you don't have to worry about getting my last name right because it's my ex-husband's last name. So like, we don't care. We don't care. Love that. Love that. (laughs) What's your, what's my maiden name is Jovanovic. Jovanovic. So it's like very Eastern European. Oh, I love it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm keeping, I'm keeping my married name just because it's like, my entire life and like also my kids have like the same last name so right yes and you have two girls three girls three girls is that fun for you having three girls or is that like challenging because they're getting a little bit older now right yeah I mean like the attitudes are kind of starting but I honestly I I thought I was gonna be a boy mom like I never well okay to preface I never really like put a lot of like thought into having kids. Like I always said, I was like, I would have been cool with like zero, one, two, like it didn't really matter to me. It was kind of like if my partner and like, if I felt that it was right, cause I had kids young at 22, 24 and 26. So like, cause okay. like my, their dad is almost 40. So there's like a big age difference. But I thought if I do have kids, I'm going to be like a total boy mom. Like I grew up as a tomboy. I like was so into sports, just like nothing girly up until like, honestly, my early twenties. And then I didn't know what I was having. And I had my first girl and I was like, okay, like, I actually love this because I have two sisters, all my best friends, like they have sisters. And so I was like, okay, like this is fine. And then my second was, I knew immediately as soon as I got pregnant, it was a girl. And then I was like, so excited that my third was a girl. Like I just, I fell in love with having girls. Like I'm still like, not like I still am the dance mom who doesn't know how to do hair, which is like (laughs) fine. But can you like, just make up? Yes, that I can that I can handle. That's totally fine. But no, I've like really just like leaned into it and I absolutely love it. They're so like girl, I mean, obviously I don't have like the perspective of like anything else, but like girls are just like so empathetic and like they're going away with their dad this weekend. And my oldest just called me. She's eight and a half. And she's like, Dad was saying that like maybe we should leave tomorrow. But she's like, No way, Jose. I need to see my mom more night before we leave. And I was like, oh, you precious angel. Oh, that's so cute. I I think honestly, I haven't had kids yet, but I think that if I do, I hope that I have at least one girl. Cause I know growing up, like I had a really close relationship with my mom, like mm-hmm. her and I, like, I, I don't want to say best friends. Cause like, I mean, you can be best friends, I guess at some point, but we we're just yeah. so close. I did everything with my mom. And like, I feel like my yeah. mom really molded me into the person that I am. Like I always talk yeah. about like how outgoing and stuff I am. Like people are always like, wow, how do you just know people every time you go somewhere? And I'm like, it's funny that you say that because growing up when I was a kid, my mom would take me out places, grocery stores, parks, wherever. And I remember saying to my mom, mom, how do you know? Like every single person, every time we go places. And she's like, I don't, I just, I make friends wherever I go. And I guess that kind of made me into the person that I am now today, thankfully, because she was so outgoing. And you said to me that your mom was super influential in your life. What was that like for you? Yeah. So like my mom had me like at 19, we, I was born in a country that like at the time, like a year after I was born, like went through like a massive civil war And like, you know, she was such a young mom and, you know, she had like a really difficult relationship with her father later on in life. It was like a much better relationship, but yeah, like she just went through so much adversity. Like, I mean, it's not like my story to tell, but just a lot of like traumas in her life. And I just have always, you know, they're obviously my mom drives me like insane at times. Like we are very different in a lot of ways, but I think especially after having kids, I was just like, I just had such like a newfound appreciation for like how hard it is to like, how difficult it is to like be a woman and be a mom and have all these expectations. And, you know, I grew up with a mom who like 
was also like in an abusive relationship in a lot of ways. And I remember being like, mom, just like leave him. And she's like, it's just not that easy when you have kids, like it's so difficult. And then I was in the same situation, essentially, like after I had kids and I'm like, it's not that easy because I think as women, you know, and I mean, again, like obviously there, I mean, most dads are incredible and I never want to be like, oh, it's like a man versus woman thing, but women in general, mothers, they're so, they're so willing to put their kids first in front of absolutely everything, almost to like the, uh, the fault of their own, like to the detriment of themselves. And so I just saw so much perseverance from her. And the older I get, the more of an appreciation I have for, you know, how hard she works and everything that she's like done for me. And the fact that like, I remember being like, I've got this under control. Like I am like a grown ass woman and blah, 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 blah. And I remember having like my first baby and I was like, mom, <laughs> mom, like, help. <laughs> yeah. And she's still the person that I call like when I'm sick or something like that. I'm like, mom, like I need help, like with the kids. And, you know, she's a fantastic grandma and I feel so lucky. And yeah, I'm in a relationship that hasn't come without challenges, obviously. Yeah, of course. But I think that, you know, I always say the older you get, you realize that it's not about you know, it's not about like blaming your parents for things. It's about just like forgiving them because they did the best they could with what, with what they had. And yes, obviously there's like extreme cases and stuff, but like, I I can't blame my mom for the way that she reacted to certain things because you know she didn't know. And like, just the same as like with my oldest, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know the kind of mom I was going to be until I had kids. Like I was like, I'm not going to have any toys. I'm not going to yell. My house is flooded with toys. All I do is like scream at my kids. Like half the time, like nobody listens to me. I'm just like, Oh my God, I've become my mother. But you know, I've always felt very like loved by my mom. And so I think that's just like the most important thing that like, I want to show my kids and you know, I trust her. My mom was the first person I told I had sex. Like my mom was the first person I told I drank, like, (laughs) which, you know, seems like, oh my God. But I'm like, no, like that's, those are big things. Yeah. And I knew she wouldn't judge me for those things. You know what I mean? Like, I remember her being like, well, I really wish it wasn't with that guy, but like, whatever. And I was like, (laughs) honestly, you and me both, girl. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, that's great, though, that you've had that and that's helped you kind of cultivate the person that you are because it is so true it's hard to, you know, look at our parents and kind of only see them as parents. Sometimes we kind of have to remember like they are their own person too. And just like you said, like we can't control what they did to become the parents that they were. They just exactly that did the best that they possibly could. And I think a lot of people kind of forget that sometimes. And I'm the same way where I call my mom every single time. I was talking to my mom for like an hour today after work. I call her every single time I'm sick. I'm like, mom, I don't know what to do. And she'll, she's like in a completely different city and she'll like freak out. And I'm like, no, 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 don't freak out. But like, I had to call you because I needed to call you. Yeah. It's just like always my go-to. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just feel like we always revert back to like our inner child when something is wrong with us. And our moms always revert back to being like the nurturers and the caretakers and stuff. Cause that's just something that I think like when you have kids in whatever way, whether you're, you know, biological adopted stepmom, whatever it is, it's just something that like is ingrained in you and you just, yeah. I'm waiting for that to kick in for me because <laughs> I have yeah. not kicked in. I'm like an aunt and I've been an aunt forever, but I'm like, will I ever get like the mom genes? Like, will I just be able to be a mom? Like, I don't know if you ever felt like that before having kids. You will. I'm you like, will. I don't know if I'll like, be able to figure it out. <laughs> it honestly just kind of happens. I think it's more like a survival thing. Like you just like, don't have a choice. You're like, all right, well, yeah. guess I got to figure it out. <laughs> suck it up read a book (laughs) literally literally I ask all my girlfriends I have kids I'm like did you read like a lot of books like how did you find out how to be a mom and they're like yeah obviously like I read books I'm like I wouldn't even know where to begin yeah and I mean yeah and there's no like perfect answer because like one thing can say one thing and then another thing can say another thing and like it's just you kind of don't know until you're in a situation and then you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. Honestly, I think like the rest of time, I really, you know, my kids actually like my youngest, I felt so unprepared for this question as a person who, as a person who is like an LGBTQA, like plus ally, I was like, I have got this covered. My kids are very like open and understand. We have like a very like open relationship in terms of talking about this 
kind of things. And we were at a store and there was a person and like, I obviously don't want to like misgender them, but like, from what I can assume just by like the way our interaction went, it, I, I think that they were trans and yeah. I think that they might've been trans- transitioning from like male to female, just, you know, somewhat male presenting, but like, a, you know, you could tell, I think there's like a bit of like a, like a higher pitched voice and stuff. And like, I don't like, I don't know. Like, I don't, again, like this, right. obviously I could be like way off, but this is just my assumption that I made about them very like kind, amazing person, obviously. And we're ordering. And my youngest was like, how come he has a girl voice? Oh, and I was like, and she's four. And I was like, Hmm. And I like pretend to like not hear her. Cause I was like, so taken aback. I was like, because at the same time, I didn't want to be like, Oh, well they, you know, are doing this, this, and this. Cause I don't want to put words into their mouth, but at the same yeah. time I was like, but I don't want to also like put it on them because maybe they're not comfortable with discussing this in like a very public setting. And I literally just like froze and I felt like such an idiot. Like we literally like left the store and I was like, okay, so sometimes boys have girl voices and girls have boy voices and sometimes boys are girls and girls are boys. And then she was like, she was like looking at me and I think I overcomplicated. She's like, oh, well, we just have to be nice to everybody. Right. And I was like, oh, you got it. You got it. That right there, that comment right there means that you've done an amazing job of being a mom. Honestly. I mean, I hope so. Cause I really, I feel like I really dropped the ball on that one. I was like, I, what is wrong with me? Like, I felt so, I can't, I, I was like, I cannot believe I dropped the ball that bad. Like, but I think in a situation like that though, too, because you can't necessarily ask the person directly you know, it's hard because you don't, just like you said, you don't want to make that assumption because you don't really know what the situation is. And that's something that like, I wonder if in school they'll start teaching more stuff about that because I think that we're kind of, I think we're similar in age. I'm 30. How old are you? I'm 31. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously like when we grew up, that wasn't something that was ever talked about, even like being gay or bisexual or anything like that was never discussed in school. We barely touched the surface on sex ed or anything to do with zero perspective about life at all. Yeah. And like, I mean, I've been so lucky that in a previous job that I had, they were very inclusive and they actually had a training course that we could learn more about the LGBTQ2 I think, I I don't know if, I don't know if there was anything more than that. This was a couple of years ago that we did it, but we got to learn like a bunch of stuff and it was really incredible. But even still, I feel like that even just touched the surface. Like, I feel like I still don't know enough. I just like know if I'm in a situation with somebody and I don't really know what they're uh, deciding to be. I just ask them what their pronouns are. That's that's pretty much the way that I, I've just I figured like out. That would have been a really good step for me to be like, sorry, like, what are your pronouns? And I probably yeah. would have been able to like go from there. That's like such a great point. I'm definitely going to like think about that now because that's probably like the best first step and just like opening a conversation because yeah. Cause you know how people are always like, oh, well, like, you know, if you see like a person that like looks different than you, or if you see like a child that's like disabled, like don't tell your kids that that's weird not to talk to them. Like you want to like have an open communication. I'm like, no, a hundred percent. But also at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I also just like, don't want to put anybody in a comfortable situation where like maybe, and like, or also yeah. like, maybe it was just like a person who has like a more feminine voice, like whatever that means. Like, I mean, I'm a woman with like a deeper voice. So it's like, but yeah, it was just, but that's a really good point. I think that's a really good plan. And that's my plan from now on. Now I'm just going to ask people what their pronouns are. Yep. And then that's, that's what I would do. But even still, like, that's still one of those situations that you're like, if I ask this person that, are they going to be even upset that I'm asking them? Maybe they don't want to talk about yeah. it. So it's always one of those situations where you're like, do I approach this? Do I not approach it? So, I mean, kudos to you for even handling it in the way that you did. And obviously everything you've done up until this point, you've already instilled a great mindset in your children. If they're like, yeah, we'll just be nice to everybody because I wish that more people were like that. I know so many adults that are not like that and they're growing up with it and they've learned and heard about these things. And they're like, no, like they try to be still in their old school mindsets and just disregard anything that's going on, which that's not life. Like we have to progressively go with the times and as things are changing, we need to learn and and just hope for the best that we can understand the best way that we can. Right. Oh, hundred percent. And I, and I think that that's, it, this is such an example that like I have always like told myself and that I've now seen in my behavior in this specific situation that I think that 
as parents, like we tend to overcomplicate things for our kids. And I've realized in that moment that I really don't have to overcomplicate it because kids are actually very much like literal. So like my oldest was like, did you know that girls can marry girls? And I was like, yep, I did know that. She's like, huh? Okay. And I was like, yeah, like it wasn't like, it didn't have to be like a whole thing to be like, that's right. And like, blah, blah, blah. She was just like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, yep. And boys can marry boys if they want. She's like, okay. I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that just makes it, was, like, it so easy. Simple. It was so simple. And I was expecting to have to be like, okay, well, this is why. And she was just like, yeah, like, she's like, lady, I just was like making a statement. And I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> she's like, I was just telling you mom. Cause I didn't think you knew. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that the generations of the Gen Zers and like, I think whatever my kids are, those like Gen Alpha or something like that, whatever it is, Joan, I don't know what are oh, they're God, called. I don't even know. They're Gen something. Anyway. Gen X? I, no, no, cause Gen X is between millennial and like boomers oh, <laughs> and yeah. elder millennials. I forget what it is, but anyway, my point is, is I think that those generations, I don't think that we'll need as much explaining like as our generations. Like I yeah. think that like, they're very much like my sisters are like, I have a 13 and an 18 year old sister. And it's like, really not like, I remember my sister when she was like 16, she's like, Oh yeah. Like my friend, like whatever. I don't remember her name was like, Oh, like she's trans. And I was like, okay. And she was like, yeah, like there was like, she did like, it was not like a thing. Like nobody had to talk about anything. She's like, yeah, she's trans. And I was like, you guys are so lucky that this is like how you guys like think like it's not complicated. And I wish more people would just like approach it like that and like be supportive of people, no matter like who they are, yep. you know, how they want to identify whatever. And I'm just, I know that Gen Z gets a lot of shit about everything, but I like really feel like in terms of their perspective on like people and being accepting that they do like a wonderful job of doing that. Like they're very, like, they're not judgmental in that way, I would say. Yeah. I wish our generation was like that because yeah. it definitely wasn't. And I mean, if you think about it now too, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Euphoria or any show like no, that. No, not yet. My oh. girlfriend told me that I'm not emotionally stable yet to watch Euphoria. <laughs> Actually, I heard that on a podcast like, the other uh, day. And you know what? She's like, don't, you're not in a good place. No, and honestly, I would have recommended I fucking watched an episode and bawled my eyes out over something that was completely unrelated to the show. And I'm yeah. like, my girlfriend's looking at me. I'm watching it with her, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, no I'm not okay. I'm not okay." No, I but, think I'm gonna have to do a few more rounds of therapy before I dive into Euphoria. Because, but I heard it's like phenomenal. It's very good. It's very good. And you know what? I find that out of any show that I've watched, I feel like it just touches so many different topics too. And the reason why I brought it up is because one of the main actresses is transgender. And okay. I mean, when you think about the shows that like we've watched when we grew up, there was nothing like that. There was not even like girls with girls, guys with guys, and any of the shows that I can recall watching when I was in high school, never mind younger. So it's nice that they're kind of starting to put this stuff out in the media as well yeah. because it's normalizing it. So it's making it like this, this is life. These are people too. They should be treated the exact same way. And honestly, just the way that, that she was treated in the show was phenomenal, but they also kind of showed you a little bit of backstory before. So it was a male and then uh, transitioned to a female. It shows you like the backstory of like what he went through to transition to jewels. And it's really interesting too, because a lot of people don't really know those struggles. They, you know, sometimes think, oh, it must just be like a little bit easy, but like, there's so much more to it. And then finding your own like self-identity and stuff. So it's actually a really good show, but yes, you, you definitely need to make sure you're emotionally, emotionally stable. Not like me. Don't watch it. And binge watch it. No, I'm going to have to dive into it when I'm like, yeah, when I can possibly be more stable. I have, I have heard from people that they're like, oh my God, like it's glorifying sex and drugs. And like, this is not what high school is like. And I'm like, um, yes, it is like, yes, it is. <laughs> like there was a copious amount of sex and drugs and violence and a lot of things happening when I was in high school, like maybe not as well, maybe we didn't know it as much because we didn't have social media to share everything with everybody. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know that it's that far off for like, I mean, I know that like one character from what I understand that like has like a drug addiction or something like yeah. that. And like all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, we had a friend who went to rehab in high school. There was a person who got pregnant in grade 12. Another person yeah. like unfortunately completed suicide. Like, oh, that's yeah, awesome. like it's not, it's like, these things are real. Like those things have happened. There was, you know, a sexual assault in our high yeah. school. Like 
those things are all things that happen. It's just, it's like, I, I think it's naive for people to think that they're like, oh, this is just like glorifying this. I'm like, I don't know that it's glorifying it as much as just showing like, this is just like the way life is. And like being a teenager is like really hard. And then you add like these things into it and it's like impossible. Yeah. It, I think people kind of forget too, if they're like, you know, out of it for so long, you kind of forget all the things, but even just saying that, yeah. like, I can remember there was like a smoke or two smokers corners at school where people yeah. would smoke cigarettes, but then also people were out there smoking weed. And then there was like oh, a, yeah. cat, a catwalk where like, that was the fighting catwalk. Like if people were going to be the shit out of each other, yeah. you go there. And the whole, like the whole school knows that this fight, <laughs> except teachers, that the fight's going down and everyone would like circle over there. They're videotaping, like they're posting oh, yeah. on YouTube, like it's happening. I'm going to parties and there's wax of different kinds of drugs. Like it happens. Oh, yeah. It's there. It's in your face. And whether you want to acknowledge that or not, I guess is your choice. But to think that that's not happening at any capacity is just kind of a little, yeah, like you said, naive. Oh, yeah, 100%. So since we talked about a little bit of trash TV, we should talk about how we kind of connected. And I don't know if you remember or know as much yes. as I remember. <laughs> so Bachelor, Bachelorette, clearly you and I are big Bachelor fans. Although I will admit that I haven't watched the last couple of seasons because I've been like a little bit like chaotic stressed. stuff going on. Yes. It's been chaotic within the Bachelor franchise and I just needed like a breather. Yeah. Well, there were so many seasons there back to back to back that like, honestly, you need a break. I, I just started watching actually at Hannah Brown season. Like I'm not even like an OG. Oh yeah. Like, See, I've been watching since like the first season with my mom. Like I watched when Trisha was the Bachelorette. I watched when like, oh yeah, like back in the day when it was only six episodes and they got engaged after six weeks. And six episodes. Like, oh. That was it. Six episodes. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. So I, I'm a noob. I'm, I'm still pretty new to the franchise. But for whatever reason, I enjoyed it so much that I somehow found that Facebook group <laughs> that has oh, all that. Did we find that? Oh, did we find that through podcast? Oh, like, maybe they, it was. Yes, uh, the Bachelors. Uh, the Bachelor. Yeah, the Bachelor. Yeah. The Bachelorette. Yes. So yes. clearly we both liked it so much that we listened to a podcast that then told yes. us to go onto a Facebook group. Yes. And then, and we then were, that's how the group started. Yeah. And then you and I were in another group that got created from that Facebook group for Instagram. And then that's yeah. how I started following you and we connected, which is so funny. It just kind of like comes like it all around. It honestly feels like a fever dream because I feel like the last like two, three years of my life, like I genuinely have no concept of time. Like I just don't even know. Like people are like, oh, remember when this happened? I'm like, no. Like, like COVID been- does that though. I feel like honestly, the last two years, I don't even remember what I did and I did nothing. And maybe that's why I yeah. don't remember. Because <laughs> it's so insignificant. And gained like 25 pounds. Same. And did a lot of online shopping of things that I'm now selling because I'm never going to wear them because I was like, <laughs> shopping for pre-COVID Sanya and now I'm post-COVID Sanya and we are not the same person. (laughs) I feel Um, that hard. I painted like a bunch of paintings randomly, like just random stupid shit. I I think I became semi an alcoholic. I drank a lot of booze during COVID. 100%. (laughs) I had to, I did have to take a a step back and be like, am I an alcoholic? Like, (laughs) Yeah. I actually had to stop drinking for a while. Cause I was like, this is getting scary. Yeah. Um, like you're like, you go from yeah. drinking like every weekend to like all of a sudden, like every day. And you're like, is this huh. normal? <laughs> like, should I be yeah, doing this? Yeah. I also got started. divorced though. So that was like a bonus for me. Well, that's that good. As good. long as you're happy on the other end, that's all that matters. Yes. yes I am. So a blessing in disguise. A hundred percent. The best I, things you know, came out of it. The amount of friends I really, my theory is this COVID either brought couples closer together or Far everybody apart. who was contemplating divorce was like, peace, see you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Not doing this. And my theory is mostly, it was, I think it's from what I've seen anyway, it's mostly couples who have kids. And I think the reason is, is because when you have kids, your life is pretty hectic and like your focus is the kids and you don't have like a lot of time to like really focus on like the bad parts of your relationship, because it's like, when you do have time together, you like want to like 
be happy with that time. But like when you wake up every single day, day in and day out, and like, you're stuck in a house with someone, you're like, I'm sorry, who the fuck are you? And like, why (laughs) did I marry you? Like what, what is happening? Because, and I think it's like, also just like a fact that like that people grow as they have kids and like, you sometimes grow apart without realizing it. And I think that COVID made a lot of people realize you're like, wow. So like, so like, yeah, I don't really like you. <laughs> so I have to see you every day, all day now. And I don't yeah, get to escape I don't know from you. I want to do this anymore. So <laughs> I'm a leave. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, like I made the joke on like my Instagram that every single person I know that like I'm friends with, or like personally know in some way that has been divorced over COVID, especially people who are parents or either with firefighters or cops now. Wow. Are you? Yeah. My boyfriend's a cop. Oh no um, way. That's and I funny. literally never thought, I never thought I would date a cop. A shift work. So annoying. B I was like, Oh, now I have to toe the line of being like a person who's dating a cop and has to like defend cops in a lot of way, but then like also be like critical of this like establishment in like a healthy way. I will say though that it has opened my mind to like a lot of different things now. And I feel like I have like a much more unbiased perspective on like life now seeing it from the other, the other side, although I am still pretty like critical, but like, (laughs) I mean, that's just like me as a person, but I have like, I have another girlfriend of mine, we split from our husband at the same time. She's actually dating a cop as well. And like, we didn't know this until like, we kind of started like talking because I think that like, well, a lot of the reasons why is like, I don't typically share that my boyfriend's a cop just like for privacy reasons and stuff. And also because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. A lot of people don't show that their partner's a cop. Cause like if yeah. they ever go undercover or like that kind of stuff, but she's like, Oh yeah, I'm dating a cop. And like, he works in the same district as like my boyfriend. And then like no another way. girlfriend, she's like, yeah, I'm dating an RCMP officer. And then my other girlfriend is like moved to Toronto is dating a cop. And I was like, what's going on guys. And <laughs> then, like two of my girlfriends funny. are now with firefighters. I'm like, uh... <laughs> Hey, you know what? If it makes you happy, who cares? My boyfriend's think- uh, stepdad actually is in Ontario. He's OPP. So Ontario Provincial Police. And I actually was working for the association for the OPP prior to my current job. So I get what you're saying. You kind of get a different, I get, you get a different take on cops and what they go through. And once you're kind of in that, it's, it's very different. Like I had a very different viewpoint of cops prior to, and now I'm like, Oh, like I have a lot more respect for them. I, I have a lot more understanding. Like the work is not easy. What they go through. It's not easy. I, I spoke to a lot of retired cops that, you know, yeah. we're going through a lot of PTSD and a lot of things that like, sometimes oh, yeah. we kind of forget they about see right? some stuff. They really see some stuff. Like I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I don't think I could ever go through that. That and also like, I feel like I have to have some form of empathy for them because I know like what cops make like salary wise for the first like four or five years. I'm like, sorry, what was that? Like, no, that's you. That's, that's not even like a living wage. Like you actually like can't, like there's civil servants, obviously. And like, I joke around with my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, we'll live off like my money now, but like your retirement, because I'm (laughs) self-employed. It's like, I don't really have retirement, but we'll just use like your cop pension. That's a, because, that's a good plan. That's a solid, solid plan. Yeah. Cause their pensions are amazing. But like for the first like five, like literally five, six years, I'm like, sorry, what do you make? <laughs> right. It's actually, it's actually sad. And the it fact that like, sad, literally they have to go through so much too. Like, I, I'm not sure if it's different in Alberta or other provinces, but Ontario, they have to go through so much testing just to become a cop. Like you can go through schooling yeah. or you can go directly uh, into it, but you have to do all the like physical testing and stuff. And I didn't realize that like you have to meet a certain time. And if you don't make that certain time in the physical aspect, you're not making it. Why are you saying no to people? Like, come yeah. on, like just oh, let yeah, people well, then- in. Oh yeah. And then like the psychological evaluations are like pretty extreme. You have to like divulge every part of your life. And then it's like, you have to deal with like being tasered. They have to get tasered like for the test. I was like, no, no, thanks. Don't stop. I don't want that. No, I don't even know if I'm supposed to show this. I think this is a kind of like a non, it's like a non, it's like a gray area thing. They're not supposed to be doing this, but they do it. They mace you. Like they mace them, they like bear spray them, but like they run them through a scenario where it's like, if you get bear sprayed and then you have to like go cuff someone and you're like, literally just like blind. Like you're literally just like running. Like my boyfriend said that like for two days, he's like, I actually just like couldn't see. And I was like, yeah, I've heard that, but they have to put something in their eyes. I forgot what it is that's supposed to help with it is. Yeah, they do have like something. And then like, and then also their shifts. Like I was like, wait a second, you work like 50 hours a week. And he's like, yep. 
And yeah, I was like, normal. and I also like, I could not do the night shifts, like working 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Like, no, no. Goodbye. Yeah. I've, I've done overnights. Can't, can't get me to do that. Like, honestly, it's bullshit. It's no. awful work. <laughs> so on another topic, you have your own business. Like you kind of briefly mentioned, you also do real estate and your mom. So yeah. in terms of your business, do you want to talk more about what it is? It's a skincare, kind of how you started and just kind of get right into that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, so I had a company that I started with a friend back in 2016 called Vosity. I sold down and been taken over by a wonderful woman named Franny. She's amazing. She lives in Edmonton, actually. It's called Kalanji. And I was just like, want to support her. So I really encourage people to check her out because she's just like a fantastic person and like busting her ass. And I just like love that. She quit her full-time job to do this and wow. you know, good, for her. good for her. And that company like retailed all like organic, vegan, like, you know, eco-friendly type of skincare. I, I used to say like, it's like Sephora, but like all natural. Yep. Um, and so then I kind of halfway through, I think in like 2018, I started like formulating my own skincare. Cause I was like, you know, I'd like to kind of create something for like myself as well, because I've had horrible skin my whole life. And I mean, even still, like I literally like slept in my makeup. Sorry. for like the first time in like 10 years and my skin was like, goodbye. Your <laughs> skin looks so good right now though. I know I saw you posted that you're like, Oh my God, my skin. I mean, I think it looks gorgeous right now. Well, thank you. Thank you. But it's, it's been a journey the last couple of nights. I've just been applying like salicylic acid. I'm like, please, please. <laughs> you were so nice for a little bit. Like, oh, but awesome. yeah, I just, so I was like, I want to create something and I wanted to create, essentially, I, I say it's luxury. It's called Ivy skincare. It's luxury skincare without the luxury price. I just felt like, you know, nice things should be accessible to everybody. And I think yeah. that, you know, without obviously, oh my gosh, sorry. I just like fuzz on my face. <laughs> it's okay. Walls, excuse me. <laughs> but you know, I, I wanted to make it, you know, I know that there's obviously companies like the ordinary and stuff, which is awesome. Like I use their products and hundred percent, like, I think that's like a great place for people who don't want to spend too much and want to really get into like good skincare. But I, I also like to mix in like those kind of products with like, you know, Tasha Harper and like all these kind of things. But I was like, okay, what's at the middle ground here? Like, what do we have for people who want something in the middle? And so I created this serum and it's a vitamin C serum and I absolutely obsessed with it. It smells like strawberries. I absolutely love it. Ooh, and that went I really might well. Need to buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I'll send you some. It's so good. And then I came out with like an obsidian facial roller, just kind of as like a thing to add. And then an eye cream last year, which I absolutely love. So it's kind of like my little like pet passion project. I probably could put more time and effort into it, but I'm okay with it being sort of like this like indie thing, like nothing too crazy right now, because I think my, my passions lie elsewhere because at the time I also started doing social media management totally accidentally. One of my customers from Bossity, she asked me to manage her social media for a vegan deli in Calgary called charcuterie. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll try it out. And then I was like, oh, like I'm actually like pretty good at this. And I think I could actually make a living doing this. And so I opened up my own social media and marketing agency. Oh, that's amazing. So I, I didn't that. know that. Yeah. So I managed social media accounts for a couple clients and that's something like I love to do. So it's really great. I don't charge like, an, like a crazy amount. I know that people will charge like three, $4,000, which is like, I just, I honestly, I'm like, good for you. You absolutely should be charging that a hundred percent, but like nobody has ever offered to pay me that. So like <laughs> yeah. maybe Take one day. <laughs> yeah. So, but I love doing it and it makes me happy. And I like, I like being creative and working with different people. I've worked with anybody from like a hair salon to a vegan deli, to a pizza place, to a clothing store. Okay. I think you see me post about sublime, like their clothing company, so that they're one yep. of my clients actually. The owner is a good friend of mine. Our daughters are best friends. And yeah, so I've done that. I do it for the fellow real estate agent. I do her stuff. Like, I, so that kind of stuff really, I kind of found my, I kind of found my calling in that, like being creative because I'm like, I like creating things and those things being wonderful, but I don't necessarily need the accolades to like match them. Like I don't need to be the center of attention of those things and be like, right. Like I'm okay with like, we have this like running joke for like my one client that like nobody knows who runs their social and people keep asking and it's a secret. Like (laughs) it's just become like a joke at this point, but because for the longest time I'm like, it's not about me. Like it's not about me as a person. Like it's about them as like a brand. And then I got into real estate because my ex-husband, like we're still like very much like amicable, but he has, he's a home builder. And so I was, he was like, why don't you get your real estate license? So that like, I could just be paying you. Yep. But then I was like, oh, I think I'm like actually pretty okay at this. 
Like I'm actually a people trust me. And I, I'm not like a, you know, like sleazy agent. I was like, I actually really like this. And so now that's also something that I've been doing. So I basically three full-time jobs and, but I love it. How do you manage all of that? So that's a lot. Like how, how do you have a life and have that work <laughs> balance? Cause that sounds like you have so much on your plate. And also on top of that, like you are very on top of your own personal social media. Like I, I am always looking every day to see what you post because honestly, I enjoy watching what you post on social oh, media. You're you. funny as shit. And like, you're just <laughs> like brutally honest. Like when you and your, uh, your friend were watching Love is Blind, I had already finished it already. And yeah. I just went on to just watch and hear what your take was. So many just- people said that and I'm still not done it because I simply, my brain is just like refusing <laughs> to handle it. Cause I'm like, Oh, these people are the worst. Like <laughs> it's not like love is blind. Season one was like really entertaining. It was new. Yeah. Jessica was insane. <laughs> 10 years older than Mark. Like we all know that it was like, whatever, but like this season, I'm like, what is wrong with everybody? Are they all just narcissists? Yes, they like, are not even. It's like, it's hardly even entertaining because I'm just like, these people are just like obnoxious. There's like nothing likable about there's like, there's, I think there's like two people. I think it's it Tiana, Tiana. I forgot her name. She's gorgeous, cute, whatever. I'm like, she's really likable. Pretty much everybody else. I'm like, fuck these people. I actually hate them. They're garbage. They're the worst kind of people. They are. Honestly, this, this season is a lot different than the first. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it after I finished watching it. I'm like, I don't want any of these couples to be successful. Like, they're yeah. just that one couple. Yeah. T- I think it's Tiana, yeah. her. And then the guy that I think that she ends up with, I don't know if they're still together, but all the other couples, I'm like, this shit's not going to work out. Like you guys are no. doing this simply for TV. How far have you gotten? Like what are, what episode? I are think you? I'm on episode. I'm on the episode where, so like after they come out of the pods, they're now in Mexico. I finished that episode so now I'm on the episode of them like fully being in Mexico where Shayna like leaves apparently or whatever. But then that guy that she's with, everybody felt bad for, but then somebody messaged me that like their friend knows him and he's like a skis ball and he's like a shitty person. Oh, who and really? I somehow I somehow, I don't even know how this happens in my life because I genuinely don't even really know like that many people on that much of an intimate level. But I know things about like, like for example, uh, Sean Booth and the Caitlin Bristow thing. Yeah. I knew what was happening with them like six months before, like it came out because a friend of a friend slept with him at like a conference while he was still with Caitlin. And I didn't want to be like that girl. That's like, like he like banged someone. And I could just like tell something was up. And I was like, he just like, something's like shady about him. And she doesn't seem like herself. And like, she's not happy. And she's like an Alberta girl. So like, you know, I love her. She's a hot mess. And like, I love that about her. And then it came out and like, yeah, people will just like send me, you know, Demois, do you follow Demois? No, I don't. But I hear a lot about stuff that gets post. It's all like blind items and stuff like that. I swear yeah. to God, people send me their own version of blind items, but like they're like localized. It's so funny. It's so funny. I feel like you need to forward these to me because I want to know. I, I, I honestly, I should start because people tell me some like really wild things. And I'm like, I don't know that I should know this. You should create your own like anonymous account that like, you know, that you're running it and only like a couple select people know that you're running it or just like post on your Instagram, like how you did uh, today, like advice tips, yeah. but just like post people's secrets that they've told you. <laughs> I, I, like- I did that the one time and it went like really well. And I was actually like shocked by how many people told me some like really like there was like one person who's like, I'm married and I no longer want to be and stuff. And I was like, F- <laughs> okay, bitch go off I guess like I'm obviously like very so I'm like I would never share it with anybody like who said that like obviously it's like very much anonymous but I was fully shook at how many people shared really intimate details like the one girl who was like who was it that like had never had an orgasm before in their lives yeah I remember you posting that one and I was like well and I was like girlfriend girlfriend there's what's happening (laughs) she's like she's like no even with a vibrator I'm like okay I'm like okay well maybe you're asexual. I don't know. Yeah, like that's true. I'm, that's it's possible. But like, it was just like, wild that people were and like I, a lot of people that I don't know people that are literally just follow me. And I was like, this is amazing. 
that I'm, I, I really like that. I'm jealous. I wish people would share more shit like that with me. I, I have to ask though, is it from your divorce or, or something else? Why do you get so much hate? Cause I see that you like, you have like oh. trolls on your, uh, on your account that like post the mean shit on your, I saw on your photos and stuff like that. Like I looked through oh, it cause yeah. I saw you posted something in your story. And then I was like, what is oh, she yeah. talking about? Like two years of like, yeah. there's a couple of people who've been like threatening my kids and myself. And uh, like, it's honestly so stupid because it all comes down to the fact that I like, the thing is this, like, I'm a very like vocal person and I have my beliefs and I and very much, I stick to the things that I believe in. I think that I can come off kind of like loud about them and very much like, fuck you if you think opposite. But like, ultimately, I I think that it's healthy for everybody to have very different opinions on things. And yeah. I'm always open to conversation. Like I've had a lot of people that message me that are like, hey, like, I know that you said this, but like, here's this like other perspective. And I'm like, no, I totally hear you. But like, this is what I think. And like, we can also disagree. Like the vaccine thing was like a big, big thing. And that's really when it started because I posted about how it started is I was very vocal about getting vaccinated for COVID. And I'm in general, very vocal about vaccines. Does that mean that I have friends who like are all vaccinated for stuff? No, I have a lot of friends who either don't vaccinate their kids or like family member and stuff like that. You know, do I voice my opinions to them? Absolutely. Do I hate them as people? No, No. like they are not, they're not doing anything out of malice. So, you know, I get like, it's one of those things where it's like, we do the best we can with the information that we're given. Yes. Sometimes I can be like a little harsh about it, but it's also like, that's just how I feel. And I'm not scared to share that. And, you know, that's something that that's remained constant for me, like throughout my entire time on social media and something that I think that people appreciate about me and why, you know, I always find that, you know, brands will like reach out to me and stuff like that. And brands that like, I never want to work with. And I'm like, I'm not sharing your stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not going to use this product. And a lot of people that follow me, like very much know that like, if I say I like something, I genuinely do. Yeah. And they trust me because of that. So if that means I never grow in my following, that's totally fine. But like, I'm not going to like change who I am, but to go back to what was before I had made a comment about the people protesting in front of the hospitals. And I was like, it's just disgusting. I understand the right to protest hundred percent. Do what you have to do. I get it. I was like, but to stop people from receiving medical attention because you're blocking roads and to do it in front of nurses and doctors who are exhausted and are absolutely who don't have a choice. Like they're there, whether, you know, they, they think wearing PPE is effective or not. Like that's their job and they're doing it because they have families and people and mouths to feed and, like you've got to be able to like respect that to a certain extent. Right. And it's like, there are people who have family members that were in the hospital for months and they couldn't get to see them. People yeah. who like died that they didn't get to see their family. And it's like, that's heartbreaking. And I voiced my opinion about that. And I said, I just think this is bullshit. I think that like, if you're a person who completely denies science, if you're a person who's preventing other people from receiving medical care, then like, it's not fair. Then like, you should have to like pay for your medical care. Like if you yeah. don't believe these doctors and if you're going to go into the hospital and I have a lot of friends who are doctors and nurses and these people would come in and like harass them. Like they would like wow. try and help them. They'd have COVID and they're, you know, anti-mask, anti-vaxxers, whatever their job as medical professionals was to help them. And these people would call them names and scream at them and be like, you're trying to kill me. And like, you're not giving me the proper medicine and like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, where's like your humanity for these people. Yeah. And I just said, I was like, I was obviously kind of a bitch about it, but I was like, no, like, fuck you. Like, if that's how you're going to treat people, then like, you don't deserve to have the care that like everybody does. Like you should get to go to the hospital, but maybe you should pay for it. I don't know. Like, if I mean, you, you yeah, they, they do in America. So I mean, it's not like, right. It's like, if you think these doctors are stupid and they suck and they're lying to you and they're terrible people, then like, wh- you don't get to go to them when you're not feeling good then and be like, Oh, well help me. And it's like, yeah, but you just protested in front of their hospital to tell them what pieces of shit they are. So it's like, pick a lane and stick at it. You know, I and can't I believe that, that you got that much hate from that. I said like, that. And it became this whole thing. Like I've had to get the cops involved and stuff. This person's wow. like, they've called businesses that I work with, like my clients, like all this stuff. And I'm just like, this is wild. But I always do say that. I'm like, I don't know why me. Like I don't, they're not, it's not just me who's like opinionated and like yeah. controversial about things. And I don't even think that I'm saying things that are like that controversial. No, I've, I've seen the posts that you've posted and like, 
I've seen people on the other side of that, that are like, you know, anti-vaxxers and everything like that. And I've seen people that share the same opinion as you and it, it's the same, but I, I don't know why you received in particular so much hate because I feel like when you were posting those videos, they weren't ever directed to one person in particular. So the fact that no. some person in particular is like she's attacking me and I feel like it's necessary to attack you. And I mean, it's one thing to send a couple messages and just be an asshole and send some shit. But the fact oh, yeah. that they're like calling businesses that you've worked for or are working for that they're posting like on every single picture that you have just like slurs and so much stuff like they are taking it to a whole different level. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's so extreme for no it's reason. Very it's, extreme. No reason. And like my opinion does not affect your life. Like I am not a person who's like making decisions. I am not like a person in parliament. I am not <laughs> a, like, I don't have any stake in anything to make a decision. So like my opinion, I mean, this is also the crazy thing too about social media that I find. Like a lot of people come on my page and be like, well, like you're wrong. I'm like, this is like my page though. Yeah. Like, you can my go voice your opinion on your page. Yeah. Like, you don't need to have my opinion. That's my opinion. Like, it's not like, was it the Cardi B sound? Or it's like, it's my opinion. Yes. It's honestly so wild. Like I've had people mock like my mental health when I talk wow. about it. I don't know if you saw that one post where I talked about grief and divorce and like how it hits you in waves. And someone commented that maybe if I hadn't had kids out of wedlock and if maybe I hadn't gotten married so young that maybe I wouldn't have so many mental health problems and maybe I'd still be married. And I was like, uh, oh, what? That's thank you. awful. That's the point of my post. That, that is awful. Are you on TikTok at all? Yeah, I am. Do you find that you get the same sort of hate on TikTok versus Instagram? Depending on what I post for the most part, it's okay. When I posted like my Joe Rogan thing and like, whatever. It's mostly just like people calling me ugly and like a two out of 10 and just like telling Yo, me you're a eyebrows. 15 out of 10 girl, <laughs> but like, it's just like always. So, and I always like joke around that. I'm like, listen, like I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. Okay. Like I'm not trying to be like, Oh my God, like I'm so hot. But like, if you're going to make a dig at me, make it something good. Like make it something that could actually affect me. Do you know what I mean? But like yeah. calling me ugly is like not going to do it for me because a beauty is subjective and like be like, I'm pretty confident in like the way that I look in myself. And like, that's not going to like hurt me telling me I have bad eyebrows. I'm like, bitch, my eyebrows are perfect. I spent a lot of money on them. <laughs> I love that. Or they'll, or they'll be like, Oh, I'm never going to take the opinion of a woman with like a nose ring. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what or like, when I had my like really long nails, they're like, Oh, I can tell you're a red flag because of your nails. I'm like, what are we basic? And it's always like a man who looks like a wet sock just drenched in dog shit. Who's like, you're a fucking two out of 10. And I'm like, or they have no profile picture at all. Like no posts. Actually in my last podcast, we were just talking about this because I said, I found that I get way more hate on Instagram versus TikTok. I feel like TikTok's not as bad. Like I just get random shit. We're like, yeah, it's like, oh, you suck. (laughs) Like your makeup sucks or you don't know what you're doing. And we talked about the fact that 90% of those comments are coming from men that don't know anything about makeup. And it's like, okay, sure. I don't know what I'm doing, but like you, you do like, there's some guys that can do way better makeup than me, but like, you're not one of them with zero pictures, zero posts, but I don't know what it is about Instagram where everyone just like, feels like they need to speak their truth. And I'm like, yeah, speak your truth, but you don't need to fucking tell me. Like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, no, I don't follow you. So like, like, and so many people will like leave me hateful comments. I'm like, you don't even follow me. How are you here? And I think probably on TikTok, it's a little bit less because TikTok is very much curated to like your for you page is very much like a specific, like, you know, I'm on musical theater, astrology, witch, lesbian TikTok. Like that is where I live. I love that. That is my truth. But like on Instagram, it's different because like it, you know, especially for like me, like I post different things like all the time. Like I don't always post the same stuff. I don't really like have a like niche per se. Like I'm very much like, I'll talk about my furniture today and like I'll talk about my makeup tomorrow. And like, I'm okay with that. So I think that it kind of brings up this like new crowd of people, but yeah, I don't, I don't really understand those people. And I'm always like, if you don't agree with me, then like do it better or do it differently. Like do your thing. Like I genuinely don't care. I genuinely 
I don't care. <laughs> Get off my fucking page. Live your life while I live mine. It's like, it's what I always say. I'm like, unless you're fucking me, financing me or feeding me, I don't give a fuck about your opinion. And even then, and even then it'd be, you'd be pretty hard pressed to like try and challenge me on things. Like, you know what I mean? Like my boyfriend fucks and feeds me, but he knows, like he knows that I'm a crazy bitch. I love so. that. Fucks, finances or feeds. I'm going to use that. I like that yeah. so much. That's like going to be my, oh, yeah, it's slogan. always, it's always people who are not paying my bills that have opinions on like my life. And I'm like, sorry, what? Can I yeah. help you? <laughs> Why do you feel like you deserve to give me any opinion on what I should be doing with my life? I'm oh, literally going to live by that slogan now. Like that's no, the best 100%. thing I've heard. Fucking me, financing me or feeding me. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I love that. I wanted to ask you a couple questions specifically about being an entrepreneur. And then sure. I'm going to leave it open for you to let me know if there's anything that you want to talk about. What are your top three things that help you stay organized? So like, I love my Google calendar. This is not an ad for Google because I am <laughs> a both, I'm both an Apple and Microsoft gal, but I love that you can color code it. I find that like I have, I have ADHD. So like that and like a slew of other mental illnesses, obviously, but like, you, girl. I, like, I think like to visualize, cause you can color code things. So, like I visualize things for like, like, for example, for me, like yellow is like personal stuff. So if I'm getting my nails done, that's yellow and I can see how my schedule lines up. And it actually really helps me visualize where I'm prioritizing my time because like my work stuff is like in gray. And so I'm like, Oh my God, this calendar is too filled with like this shit. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that means I need to like prioritize like my mental health or like self-care, that kind of stuff. So that really helps me as a person, again, like who has ADHD, I color code things for my kids, like my ex-husband, like he has a specific color for like his pickup days and et cetera. I also feel like another thing that helps me stay organized is like multiple calendars and multiple things. Like I have like my phone, my computer, I have like a day planner where I write things out and not like I guess I'm a very visual person. So like that helps me a lot. And I use, you know, for social media, I have like a planning app that like helps me do all those things. And then another thing too, is like, I like to carve out time, but not put pressure on my time. So like, I don't be, I'm not like, I don't be, I'm fine. Don't worry. English (laughs) is my second language. Excuse me. (laughs) I don't be. All right, Sanya. Like, I don't put like, oh, from like eight to five, I'm going to work. I'm like, okay, no you're going to do this for an hour. You're going to focus. You're going to turn off your electronics. You're going to like focus on this for an hour, whatever you get done in an hour, no pressure. It's good enough. You're fine. Take half an hour to go have a coffee, take half an hour to go puzzle, take half, like whatever time it is. And I don't put pressure on myself to accomplish a million things in a small amount of time because I, I feel like then I get so stressed. I'm like, and I, this is something that I think that everybody, every entrepreneur, every person should understand is that like nothing is that much of an emergency. So like if I have a client who messages me at 8 PM, I used to be like, Oh my God, let me just like quickly, like, Oh my God, I gotta like reply to them. And I'm like, nothing, nothing is happening on social media. That is that crazy. I'm like, did you use a racial slur? No. Did you say something terrible? Then we're good. There is nothing. There's no damage control to happen. We posted a post. It's fine. Just shut up and leave me alone. And I can wait literally. And I'm like, unless you were like a heart surgeon, unless you were a doctor with like a beeper that's going off because someone is literally dying. There is nothing in life that is that important. Like nothing like whether you work a nine to five, like your mental health, like your, yourself is more important than any email, any text, any task, like, no, it's not. And I, and I've started like being like, okay, like, is this going to ruin my career? If I don't respond to this at midnight? No, it's not. And I had a very good, I had a person who said something really poignant to me. They said, people treat you the way that you allow them to like communicate with you. So like, if you send me an email at 8 PM and I respond right away, then I have now told you that I am a person who will respond all the time that fast. So like, if I want to have some time to myself in a break, if you send me an email at 8 AM, I'll get back to you by the end of the day. Yep. 
And then that way you set a precedent for people that you're like, I'm not available 24 seven. I am not available at your beck and call. I made that mistake. So everyone was like, I'm going to call her in the evening. I'm working until 4.30. So I'm going to call her after 4.30. I'm going to call her on a Saturday or a Sunday and ask her to come to the office to open the door so that somebody can do something. And they've done that. And like, it got to the point where like, I put my foot down. I was like, you can't just call me whenever you want and expect me to drop everything. Because the second that it is 4.30, I will answer things if it's a priority But other than that, I'm not dropping my groceries at the grocery store to drive to the office to get something for you because you chose to not tell me during the working day or or on the weekend. Like, I'm like, they've messaged me and I'm like, I'm not even in the area. I'm out of town. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. But well, and like, I, I have like a contract with my clients. So I'm like, if you're going to contact me past business hours, I charge double time. I love that. And my base rate is $50 an hour. So I guess if you want to pay me a minimum $100 to answer your text at nine o'clock, then like, bitch, I'm all for it. Like, I'll send you the invoice. But like, unless like, then like, I will tell my clients, some people that message it a Sunday. And like, typically if they message me like a lot of messages, I reply to them. I'm like, FYI, I have seen this message. I'm not replying to you today. Today's the weekend. I will get back to you on Monday. That is some boss bitch energy. And I need that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, it's your, your time, like my time is valuable and my time costs money. And like, unless you want to value my time in the way that I, it deserves to be valued, then like, sorry, like you are not a priority for me. Like you pay me for what we have discussed that I will do anything outside of that is not my responsibility. I love that. I need that confidence. I need to have that within me. Um, well, so you said, I mean, just remember too, though, like if they're calling you, that means that you're a person who's like very valuable, important to them. So you putting your foot down, it doesn't hurt you in any way because clearly you're valuable enough for them that they want to keep you around and they want to lean on you for things. So it's not like they're going to be like, okay, well, fuck you. We're going to fire you because of that. It's like, no, like you need me. <laughs> yeah. And see, so you know what? It's funny because I thought that for a long time, I'm like, oh my God, if I say no, they're, they're not going to like think that I'm valuable. They're not going to want me around. And then it got to a point where then I was like, no, like I'm awesome. I'm confident. I know my job. What they're even calling me for is completely unrelated to my job. It's 100%. just because of a convenience thing. So I definitely learned you know, I have to set my own boundaries. And that was kind of me coming into my own and, and getting that better confidence. But you said Google calendar. And then what was the other thing that you said that you used to organize? Oh, you're a planner, your day planner. And yeah. then is there anything else that you find or are those your two like main things? Those are my two things. And then really just like scheduling and carving out the specific time for like you to do certain things. And like, I literally will even like I will literally plan my showers and put them in my calendar. I'll be like, I'm going to shower from 12 to one. And if that means that I shower and then for 30 minutes, I sit on my bed and my towel, then that's what that means. But that is that time. I'm not booking anything in that time. That is my time. And we're okay with that. I need to start doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what works for me. So um, again, like I'm again, I'm a very visual person. So sometimes if I see something, my God, sorry, my cat is like climbing all over me. She's so so needy. All my animals take after their mother. They're all needy, just like I am. (laughs) I love that. And then I'll just ask one more question. Uh, What's, what is your definition of success? What does success mean to you? I actually like love this question and I love getting it. I get, I love when people ask me this question because I feel like if I was to look, listen back on like podcast interviews from like 2000 and like 18, 19, the definition has constantly been changing for me. And I think that's something that is for me, important to remember. And I think a lot of people would feel less pressured about success that they remember that your definition of it can change. I love that. Year to year. It's not, it doesn't have to be linear. Ultimately, my definition of success has always remained monetary. For me, it's a very specific reason though. I grew up not having a lot of money and, you know, not being able to do things and seeing my parents not be able to give me the things that I wanted to no fault of their own. Like, they were immigrants to this country. Shit's expensive. Like, right. I get it, you know, but I, for me, success is being able to do the things that I want to do, whether it's travel, put my kids in dance, whatever it is without feeling stressed or guilty about it. So 
for me, it's like, however hard I have to work in order to do those things, those are things that are important that I value. And I think that sometimes that can be like, you know, you know, unpopular opinion of being like, Oh, money doesn't define success. And like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't define my success, but it contributes to my success. And that's something that is very much like saving money, spending money, you know, being comfortable and not feeling stressed about bills is something that is like very traumatic for me. Like that's something that I grew up with. Yeah. We had to move at one point because we were in like so much debt again, like to no fault of my parents. It was just the circumstances that we were living in. Right. And I just never want to be in that position. And I think now as a single mom as well, like I want to be able to show my girls that being financially independent is so important because I spent a long time being financially dependent on a man. And that's something that like, I never want for them. Like, I never want that to happen for them. If that's not what they want, obviously, like my oldest is like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Like live your truth, girl, be a stay-at-home mom. Like dear thing. Like, I hope that you find a partner who is very much understanding and values your role as that. But that to me, that's, that's what success is. And I will continue to work, you know, as hard as I possibly can. And then harder than that, so that I can feel safe and comfortable because I'm not stressed about like monetary things like bills, et cetera. Yeah. The things that, you know, you have to have, but also the things that you want to have, you want to be able to do both. I love that. I think that that's a great answer. And I think that anybody that questions, you know, the monetary value when it comes to success is just somebody that has different, different opinions and, and different thoughts, I guess, because I also kind of see similar in terms of success in my eyes is definitely like being in a financial position where I can do the things and just not really have to think about it. Right. Yeah. Now, do you think that there's anything that I didn't ask you that you want to talk about or any questions? Um, Not that I can think of. I mean, like I'm an open book. Like you could literally ask me when my cycle starts and I'll be like, (laughs) it starts in literally three days. (laughs) (laughs) So well, then if there's nothing that you want to chat further about, then we can close out our episode. I really appreciate you joining me today. It's been a fucking hell of a time. I knew that this Thank was going to be- Thank you for having me. Yeah. It was a journey. It was a journey. I did not know that we were going to get on like a pro cop rant, honestly. <laughs> Neither um, did I. Not, not the most popular opinion to have. I'm ready for people to hear this episode and come at me in my DMs. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm so glad that we finally made it work. I know I rescheduled or like I canceled like 14 times. Oh no, that's okay. Everybody's um, busy. Honestly, this is, this is my passion project. This is just something I'm doing for fun. So I'm very flexible in my time. Uh, so like it's no so stress. Off my back. It's so exciting. Like you're like so confident about, I mean, it's like obviously earth vibe. It is. It's, it's the Kathy vibe, obviously. 100%. Do you know your top three? Like, do you know your, like your chart? No, I know oh I'm God. an earth. I, I know. I, I think something about earth, but I don't know. Like my Does your Capricorn sun. Yeah. I don't obviously. know any of that. How do I find that out? Send me, you gotta, okay. So you gotta like know the time you were born and the place okay. you were born. I know the place I was born the time. I feel like every time I ask my mom, it changes. <laughs> See if you can, you can get like a clearer time. You put it all into a chart. It like lays it out for you. I am a Capricorn sun, moon, Mercury, Saturn. I am like a Capricorn stellium, like as Capricorn as it gets. I so love it. ultimately I'm very like career driven, like money focused, very like, you know, independent, whatever. However, I have an Aquarius Venus, which makes me a very needy, emotional lover, which is a hundred percent true. Ask my boyfriend. I'll be like, attention. I need attention. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, that's me. Don't touch me. Touch me. Don't touch me. That's actually me. I do that all the time to my boyfriend. I'll be like all over him and like just hugging him and kissing him. And then like 10 minutes later, he'll like cuddle up to me. And I'm like, can you give me some fucking space? uh, Leave me alone. (laughs) And yeah, I have a, I have a Leo rising. So I'm like, the way I like to put it is like, cause Leos are very much like out there and like outgoing and like very much the center of attention. I'm like, I don't like to go out, but if you get me out, then I'm everybody's problem. I love that. <laughs> if there's a stage and a microphone and if we're doing karaoke, then sit down and enjoy the show. Please come back to Toronto. To- I I, I, I come to Toronto all the time. I actually have to, I was telling my girlfriend who lives there. I was like, I actually have to make a trip to Toronto to see everybody else I know in Toronto because I have like 
so many friends in Toronto and I never see them because I'm always like with my girlfriend. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to have to like, not come see you one of these times and actually just like see everybody else that's in Toronto. So next yeah, time, next I come, time you I'll come on a trip and we'll do karaoke. Yes. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll come down. I'll meet you at a bar. We'll get wasted, do some karaoke. I am so down for that. Well, just before we close up the episode, do you want to plug where people can follow you on social, Instagram, TikTok, any of that? Sure. Your website. Um, so it's, I have a very, have a very creative handle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it's San San Joe's. So it's just S-A-N-S-A-N and then J-O-V-S. I know very creative, very, as a person who literally <laughs> just went off an hour about how creative I am. You can follow me there on Instagram and TikTok, same username, also very creative. Oh, my skincare line is called IB skincare. So IB as in like an intravenous, whatever, that's kind of the thing behind it. So you can follow me on there. I'm on Instagram there too. There's a website and stuff on there as well. And you can like order from there. And then there's also like my retailers and stuff too. So I encourage people to support local and support small businesses, especially women-owned businesses. I'm not just saying this because of myself, but I have just personally seen the power of women in business and women supporting other women. Women make some fucking sick CEOs. So we run the world. Literally, literally. Have you ever heard of the company Spanx? That bitch created it from zero to hero. And she is a rich mofo. And she is. And Kim K is like really reaping the benefits of that right now. I really can't hate on these people. They are, they're super successful. I get it. Like live your truth. The more we empower, the more we empower women, the better our role will be. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us and I hope everyone enjoys our episode. Bye guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. Well, that concludes today's episode. Bye Vibers. Bye.